It was yeah. Plymouth State. Mm-hmm. And Ooh, that's where Whitey went, you know? Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I remember that now. And um, that's the only it was hotel like a, it was in probably, town. It was probably a motel. Like, you probably had, like, an exterior entrance. It was it was a racket. And yeah. I slept on top of the sheets with mm. my shoes on. Mm-hmm. Shoes on. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned in to episode 48 of The Real Word. Do we have something planned for 50? Word I feel is like, up. I feel like I need two weeks to prepare for the celebration will you be of in the state? So I will be here. I will be here. Sorry, for peeps, for this one coming out later than usual. I cannot control Nicole's schedule, it's, which is getting busier and busier. It's funny because you, you, you were the, you were, you were the reason for week. the last... <sighs> You ready? So ready. You want to do the show? No. All right. So main topic. We're, we don't talk about politics on this show. Any no. show that I do, I don't talk about politics. And so we're not going to get into that part of it. Wait a minute. That's not true. That's mm. not true. You went about your radio show. No, I don't talk about politics on my no, radio show. No, you didn't oh. have politicians on your I show? I had politicians on and I, I advised them ahead of time, I am not going to kiss your ass. We're going to talk about the economy. That's all I care about right. when I'm doing the radio thing. Yeah. Anyways, okay. I don't talk about politics. Never. But we are going to a little bit right now. I don't even know, like, who's the donkey, who's the elephant. I don't. Huh. Do you? The donkey? I don't. No, yeah. actually, I don't. <laughs> I, don't I'm, I would actually get that wrong. I'd have a 50-50 I'm, shot. But. I would get it wrong, All right. Too. So, Nar, who I beat up, um, I don't know if that was last week's uh, show. It was so long ago because Nicole hasn't been here. So, I, I think it was last week's week and a half ago, hmm. that show. I beat up Nar pretty good. They just spent $14.4 million on the 2018 midterm elections, which if you're watching this show right when it gets released is like, you know, in Three a couple days. of days. Yeah. Uh, so what are your thoughts on NAR spending 14.4 million? They, they spent it on 524 federal candidates in this election cycle. Um, six Republicans and four Democrats were the 10 people that received the majority of the money, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. A- and this article, which we link up, we'll always link up every article goes into you know who they spent the majority of this money on and, and all that kind of stuff. We're not going to go into those details. But just specifically, your thoughts on NAR spending this type of money on a midterm election. I wish I had an opinion. No opinion? Not really. Want me to give you mine? Well, I know your opinion, and I guess I agree with your opinion. Well, they don't know my no. opinion. So you want me to give you mine? Go ahead. I so here's my, here is my opinion, because I beat up NAR last week yeah. on basically – not being consistent in terms of their messaging to their members, to Mm -hmm. us, Mm -hmm. to real estate agents, real tours, paying them a yearly due. Um, In this instance, I think this is one of the things they've done well in, in terms of lobbying politicians to ensure that we have not only laws or, or, you know, uh, whether it's a law or candidate or whatever in place that are, going to improve realtors uh, position but mm-hmm. also our consumers right right protecting them I think they've done that well which is why I would my bit of critique is why nar would you spend 180 maybe now 200 million on RPR which has failed in my opinion some people disagree with me on that mm-hmm. I think it's been a huge failure why would you spend 200 million on that and I think overwhelmingly the members have said, you're good at lobbying. You're good. That's one thing that you are good at, that you have done well at. 
but you spend 14.4 million on that and 200 million on something software you are not good at, mm -hmm. the numbers don't add up to me. So yeah. that's the bit of critique I have about this. Yeah, so I guess the only question that I have, because I feel like, again, I, 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 I pay my dues and then they always ask for more dues. Isn't there like, maybe it's just, maybe it's just locally here in Candy, because I feel like there's a separate, there's like a separate spot where you can give money to. Oh, they're always saying, you know, check here or uncheck here if yeah. you don't want to donate to RPAC. Yeah, and that's really, in my mind, where that the money is, go is it, I don't even know that it's necessarily our dues, isn't it just, isn't it that? To, from the RPAC? Yeah. It may be, I never donate to the RPAC. I don't either, I don't either, but it's, again, when I heard this, I was like, okay, so NARA's spending it, but is it is it our dues? Like, I don't know that mm. it's like really our dues that's that are That's a good point, doing. and I don't know the answer, so if someone yeah. does know the answer, I'd love to, to see that in the comments section. you can donate to those, and it's interesting, because, again, I'm I'm the least political person you'll probably ever meet. I don't know if you can Google that real um, quick, but um, I, every time they want you to donate to the RPAC, I just, I, it's so hard because like I get what they're doing there because they are lobbying for us and it's great, but it's, you also just are like donating to, like I don't know if I believe in that candidate's morals and all yeah, that Yeah, Realtor too. PAC questionnaire, it sounds like you are correct, Nicole. Yeah, so it's not really you even our- You keeping score how often that happens in this room. Hmm. 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 Which hmm was that? I don't know. Nicole has a- Hmm. If you've watched the show long enough, have you caught on to Nicole's hmms? She was in Texas this weekend for what, three days, four I, days? I, I was there from Sunday to Wednesday, yes. Sunday to Wednesday this yeah. week? Yeah, mm hmm And uh, somebody mentioned that she hmms a lot. Yeah, we were at dinner. We were there with some builders. So we're building a house for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. And Which you should check out if you are a fan of this show. Yeah, we can please. link that up. We what, are, could, what could we link up? So you can go to the house social media bill. Just go to that. We'll yeah. link up the house social media bill Thank website. Thank you. Yeah, so we're there's two builders down there that we are building a house with in conjunction with St. Jude and all of the proceeds of the of the sale of the home get will to be the going. Story, the anyway so Jesus. midway through the meal um one of she the builders the pitch mode there for one a of second. The, I, well i had to so one of the uh builders turns to me and says i think that i have you figured out and i said excuse me he's mm. like you have different well, it took him four hmm. hours this guy's a genius he is he's like you have different hmm tones like hmm like means like you're kind of excited like hmm means like you're upset so he's like so we're actually now on group text, and the, the name of the, the group um, is called St. Jude. Hmm. If it's short and sharp, hmm, it's, I'm fucking Well, pissed. that's why he did HM period. <laughs> 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 All right, so... Do it, so I think it's the RPAC money. If someone knows for sure, drop yeah, well, in the it comments. Sounds like, so, so again, it's really not even our due. So this isn't even where our money that we're... So I still have a problem then. No, yes. you're, you're, still, you're still dead to me because <laughs> the majority of our dues money is still going down the tubes. I do think they've gonna, done a good job lobbying. I hope they continue to do that. And I hope they own that and say, yeah. this is one of our, you know, this is what we do. This is who we are. We yeah. lobby for our members. We'll see what happens. Everybody go vote, though, on November 6th. Wow. Oof. Boy. Right? I agree. Everyone should vote. Everybody should vote. Remember we did that it's show on people, people vote that like would no well but it's it's your it's your it's your civic duty. Every Remember, time I go on Snapchat they're like make sure you register to vote or Facebook. Oh, well we like, did well we did that one show that people were willing to give up their ability to vote in order to own a home. Remember that? We did right. like a whole racket they're on like, that. They're like if I could own a home, I, I would, would give up absolutely. the right to vote. I don't know which episode that was, but maybe Let's find out which one it was. Let's link that I one mean, up in the comments. I mean, crazy though. people. No wonder why things are. All right, racket number one. <laughs> Millennials prefer or would hire 
an influencer over a traditional agent. 80% of millennials that were polled said that they would hire a real estate influencer or an influencer to do their real estate transaction over an agent. How interesting is that? Is that a racket, yes or no? So I don't think it's a racket at all. Um, I think that you're an influencer, but I think that you're also super knowledgeable. But I think your knowledge is what helps you become an influencer because you have to know what's happening in the market in order to well, influence. No, you, no, no, because you can influence off of straight attention. Yeah, so that's completely backwards, Nicole. I don't know. That's no, not no. True. Think about it. You can you can have all this attention. Yeah. Say you're I don't know. Say, say Justin Bieber, mm -hmm. who I don't know how many followers he has on Instagram, but I'm assuming it's a shit ton. Right. Say he was like, I'm tomorrow going to be a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. He hit the link in my bio for whatever state you're in, and now okay. he just straight up goes Justin Bieber Fine. referrals. Okay, so I, I was sort of- Boom, he's I making 25% off the next right, however I was, many deals. I was sort of reading the article more that there are agents that are influencers as opposed to agents that have just always done the transaction. That's sort of how I was reading right. the article. So, I, but I think that I but think- But hiring is such a broad term, meaning- Right, well I would totally, I mean as a, as a, as an, as like, if I'm selling my home, hell yeah. Right. I mean their face is everywhere, they're gonna be going to the those people to see what's happening or hey Nicole you have such beautiful listings like so then all of my listings immediately on, become beautiful and people think that they're beautiful so like on a much smaller scale of influencers yeah. if you just look at influential agents in America today and right. certainly million dollar listing is a prime right. example mm -hmm. if you look at what some of the things Frederick Eklund and Ryan uh, Sir Hant have done mm -hmm. they have been brought into listings in out of state, you know, out of New York in California or out on the Hamptons mm -hmm. or here in Connecticut, right. wherever, where the agent says, hey, I'm going to give you a referral fee of 25%. Will you come visit my property? Uh, maybe do a YouTube video with me, do these types of things. That's them basically taking a referral fee for influencing mm -hmm. that transaction. Now, from a client perspective, these millennials saying, hey, I'd sign up and hire so-and-so to be directed to maybe a new agent or them taking it on if they're local. Right. I think that that people that have built up attention in their careers, I mean, we're hanging out with somebody, you know, here locally that's built up pretty good attention in the music industry right. and it, and is going to transition into real estate. I think that can be really really powerful because Every single agent today should be trying to figure out how they can get more yeah. attention. Well, right? and I mean, I think what's really great about him coming into it, though, he's also picking a, a team. He knows that he can't take it on his own. He knows that he'll be able to influence in, but he needs the the, the people behind him in order to be successful. So you can't teach a new agent to have attention right off the bat. No. To have you know, tens of thousands of Instagram followers right off the bat. Right. You can't teach that. Right. But if somebody has that and you can back it up to your point with a team, systems, and the skills to actually get the transaction done, right. boom, take win, the attention, win. take the clients that need service, put it into the machine. It is 100% win-win. For sure. And I think you'll see a lot of people in different industries, because maybe you're an athlete. We had Brent Selleck, who was, who was the – uh, tight end of the uh, of the Philadelphia Eagles last year in the Super Bowl victory on the 5 a.m. call. And his call was about how he's now transitioning into real estate. He was a young guy. He was in the NFL 10 plus years, I think, maybe 9, mm -hmm. 10 or 11 years, mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. He was in the NFL. He, he, he made his money there, but he doesn't want to stop working. He doesn't right. want to 
just be, you know, laying on the couch the rest of his life. He's building a career in real estate. Take that influence that you have, take that attention and pour it into this is a very lucrative career. Right. Pour it into something like this. Well, it makes I, a lot of sense. And I think and I think where he'll probably do really well too is that, you know, he's a he's a higher end guy, so he knows the luxury amenities that luxury buyers want. So yeah. he'll probably do pretty well at it. And that's a great example. Like if I'm a if I'm Brent Selleck now, I'm looking at real estate completely different. One hundred percent. I'm looking at it as I'm gonna go super niche on athletes because every athlete, you know, in the rookie contract in the NFL, you're getting all this guaranteed mm -hmm. money. Mm -hmm. Hey, listen guys, in terms of your real estate, I know you wanna buy mom a house, but it's a smarter plan for us to go and lease this house over here for right. mm -hmm. three years yep. while you go buy an investment that's paying that lease off. Right. Or hey, don't take all your 18 million and buy one house. Right. Yeah. Go buy a multifamily. I and then did that rent. early in my career and it was a flop. A hundred percent. I think he could build something and, and any and you could take that in any industry. You could say music, do the same thing, cater to artists who have a ton of right. money and don't know where to put it but want to live in the fancy house. Oh, let's set up this system where you're going to buy an investment commercial yeah. property get monthly income and then pay the lease to the house that you're living in and, and doing the IG videos in. right hundred percent yeah. I mean totally off topic there but no I, I think that was that off topic well I mean it's on topic it's just now we're talking about their careers I think it was very much on topic I love it was that on topic it was on topic we did it that was the most on topic <laughs> we've ever been all right racket number wait do you think it's a racket though no I don't think it's a racket I don't think, I don't so think it's either. a racket either and I think that that real estate agents that think that that's ridiculous are missing what's happening oh, I can't right again now. I think and I think I've talked about it in other ones I mean I can't tell you how many agents have been referring business to me because they don't want to pick up social media they don't, and they don't think that it's anything and because to Nicole's like, done a really good job being an influencer especially locally here and that's now grown to where she's skipping real word episodes and going down to Texas and not not participating I in the mean, show come on <laughs> I mean the, the viewers are sick of hearing about it all right racket number two will a shifting market kill off pocket listings everybody's talking about a shifting market yes happening right now do you think this will kill off pocket listings I uh, you know so I guess I can't I can't really I have a hard time I'm having a hard time because I'm reading the article and I get it like I all I know is my experience with pocket listings because I know that parts of the country pocket listings are like wildly successful and I think that they are 100% and I think that they will continue to be certainly whether it's in a buyer's, the luxury market whether too. it's a buyer's a, a, whether you're representing or whether it's a buyer's market or a seller's market if buyers are looking and there's not anything on the market that fits them and you know that you have a listing coming on that pocket listing is always going to be desirable well, uh, shout and out. why wouldn't your seller want you to be promoting their listing if you know that it's coming? Like, so we have people well, that are. I think there's, well, I, I don't know about that. I think there's strategy, and we'll get into the strategy. No, I here hear in the second. strategy, but if someone's like, "Oh, Nicole, I really need a four-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath colonial," that's blah, blah blah blah, and I know that come April, you know, Sally wants to sell her house. You're gonna tell them about this. One hundred percent. Right, right. And so, yeah. Uh, shout out to Gary Gold. Obviously, Gary's claim to fame of selling the Playboy Mansion. Uh, he's, Ooh, we he's, saw him. When we, we see yeah, him, I saw yes, him. I was yes. a few rows behind. He's part of the Tom Ferry ecosystem. His, his head. Um, Gary, who's an LA-based realtor with Hilton and Highland, told Inman, it obviously doesn't work as well when there's less demand and less inventory. In a buyer's market, does a pocket listing make as much sense? No, it does not. Gary has basically built his business around the luxury market. And I think what he's referring to is a robust 
hot luxury market, which we're not in right now. So there are there is more inventory than mm -hmm. there is buyers. Mm -hmm. What I would disagree with here in the assessment is when you are dealing in a situation like we've dealt with in a mm -hmm. market here where there is a lot of inventory, but there's also a lot here in Connecticut of older and we'll just call it quite frankly bad inventory mm -hmm. the houses some of some of the, the well, especially houses this that time of sit year, on the market though, long we're time. like entering winter it's like a mess it's bad inventory but, so yeah. yeah you have less buyers and you have a lot of inventory but you the real buyers out there they've looked at everything that's on the right. market Absolutely. so when you say hey here's an opportunity it's off market take a look at this if it's in really good shape, if the house is, you know, well taken care of mm -hmm. and all these types of things, the right they're going to be interested in going to see it. 100%. So I don't think in a slow market pocket listings, and here's actually why I think a pocket listing in a, you know, from a seller's perspective in a slow market is smart. Hey, put this in your pocket. You're definitely going to be talking to buyers. I know you're talking to less buyers than you are in a hot market. But I don't want to sit here and rack up days on market because everybody's got their house on the market. Well, in that article, too, um, at the end, it, it actually was talking about that, that pocket listings actually serve sort of multi-purpose because it also gives you an idea of, of demand and are you overpriced and are you ready for market? Like it, if, you, it, it if you're in the luxury market in Connecticut, purposes. certain parts, not all parts, but certain sections of Connecticut, you could literally have a... You know, have nothing wrong with your house. Ooh, we you could have a waterfront house on a, on, a, on a pocket listing. Absolutely, yes. that was a, that was in the luxury. That was just price like range. an aerial photo, and I was like, That's I right. need it. Yeah, that was that a was good one. Just under two million, I think. It was, so, anyways, yeah. but you could have a luxury listing that literally sits on the market for three years, and there's nothing wrong with the property. Right. So, so from a seller's perspective, going pocket and not racking up days on market makes sense to me, even in a market pullback. So. That's my thoughts. I think that um, well, again, I think that this is a racket. Then, so I, I basically do. Think this is I a think racket. I think it's a racket. I just I don't I don't think it's. Well, maybe we need to specify to pocket listings. So these are not even coming because it does spec it does talk about coming soon listings in there. You're talking about like strictly a pocket listing that's not going to go on the market that they have a listing agreement but they do not want it on MLS or they like what are we what are we? I'm talking not being on the MLS. Yeah. Yeah. And not coming soon. Yep. Okay. All right. Racket number three is location, location, location dying. Is that a racket? Well, they're saying is it dying because of. Because of. The driverless car. The driverless car. Hmm. What do you think? I think. Um, is it a thing of a past? Is I the focus on location like, a thing of the past? I feel like location, location, location is like actually even more of a thing than it was like 10 years ago yeah i yeah. think i think 100 percent right now in 2018 uh, uh, november 1 of 2018 Rabbit. location is absolutely the most important the variable most in ever. real estate yes uh, yeah and, and to your point it may be more important now than ever I we have 100 percent so. seen the cities drive up uh, we've seen that in smaller towns like ours where people want to be downtown because in my opinion and from our experience what we've seen is you have the you know baby boomers that are maybe retiring or, or have been retired that want downtown feel and, and certainly even though I saw an article recently where it's saying millennials want but, suburbs millennials don't want suburbs well, people they can only afford the burbs right now well so I, this, I, this bullshit around I think millennials even, want the burbs huh? that's total horseshit. I, I, I agree to that. And I think it's interesting, though, too, because I think that even within the suburbs, though, they still 
want the location. I mean, think about all those like McMansions that have been built that are so far out, and like people that are moving up they don't want to move some up type to of those. Amenity. Does that neighborhood have a but walking train? Yeah, like they don't want to build. They don't want to move up there. They want to move up to downtown. Yeah. I gave that one to Ness. Uh oh, what happened? She had a, a, she wanted a walking trail. Right? So everyone wants walking trails. Oh, or yoga, or yoga, hiking, Yogi. big big hiking things. Oh. Um, this is not going to be a racket though in 20 years, and here is why: when self-driving cars are at scale, when everybody has one, when you're an asshole for driving your Ford pickup truck on the highway. Do you know how many? Ford pickup trucks were in Texas. Oh, I'm sure Holy zillions of them. Those dudes are going to resist forever. But but <laughs> but here's the thing. When you're the last person on the road, like that's when this thing is going to be a racket. When everybody's used to using self-driving cars, when people are like flying around the sky, flying. when people oh. are making when you don't need to go and get a pan from the store or order it from Amazon because you have a printer at your house that can just make you a new pan. Like when you have full technology at your house, that's when people are gonna wanna move away to these remote locations because they're just gonna bunker down and, and get like 4,000 square feet and have everything possible that you could imagine in their house and never have to leave. I'm that's actually, when location will become less no, important in some I'm of these. I'm way too social for that. You are. But like uh, I want to go to I want to go to like I want to go to Amron's. I know you do. I know you do. But does Bruno <laughs> want you there? Um, <laughs> But when, when you have all this stuff that you can do on your own, I think being a little bit further out because you can get places quicker will make sense. But right now you can't. And over the next 10 years, there's going to be a lot of friction. While so a lot are these of driverless cars like speeding? Like they're like speeding them places? Is that what you No, like? no. My point is you can get stuff done in that half hour because yeah. you're not driving. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. I know I you're texting and driving, but most of us no, out here I'm are trying to keep I don't these text, roads I don't, safe. I don't text and drive um, all the time. I, I think that people do like to be though. Like I think that I think it's a racket. I think no matter what, I think you're st people are still going to want to be where there's multiple restaurants or that they don't have to drive. People are always going to be drawn to the shores, no matter how much of our shoreline gets half eaten up. Half hour to. I mean, my father lives in New Hampshire, and when he comes down here, he always forgets that like it like he doesn't have to actually clump all of his trips into one when he's going like shopping. I mean. Gosh, I think that I don't. I don't know. I think people. Yeah, but, still... but you're not gonna have to shop. Is the point, Nicole? Yeah, I. Eh. But it's like, but like that's. I don't know. I don't know. I like to be around people. I like to wander, and it's sort of like a stress reliever. I don't know. All right. You'll well, be able to wander on your big ten. I guess we'll see. I guess someday. we'll see at episode two thousand and fifty. Um, what we're talking about. Maybe we'll be talking about right. location, get, location, location being out. Who knows? We got to get to 51st. Uh, we appreciate everybody who has been tuned in, who waited a couple extra days this week. Really appreciate that. If you have a comment or a topic, please, please, whether you're watching on YouTube or you're seeing this on Instagram or wherever you're seeing it. I didn't get any please, DMs, by the way. Please drop this into. Oh, Nicole didn't get any DMs. None. If, you, if you're interested one. in DMing Nicole, <laughs> that's at Nicole White. Realtor, Realtor on Instagram? Nicole White Realtor. Maybe they were DMing somebody just at Nicole, Nicole White. White. You should Aww. try to get that. I should try to get that. They'll probably, probably charge me for that. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Keep it real.